Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. There are a number of historical figures that I admire. Obviously, Teddy Roosevelt is at the top of the list, but it certainly includes people like Benjamin Franklin, even Marquis de Lafayette, and uh, numerous others. And you know what all of them had in common? The one thing they all had in common was that not a single one of them was perfect. They were all perfectly imperfect. They were all very flawed people. But more so than admiring one historical figure or another, what I like to do is study history and look at history and try to learn from history. I am no great fan of Woodrow Wilson, but Woodrow Wilson played a pivotal role in both the history of America and the history of New Jersey. He was the only governor of New Jersey ever to become president. Did he hold some views that were racist? Absolutely. Does that merit him being canceled and erased from history? I don't think so. Yet that is precisely what is happening. Woodrow Wilson's legacy is going bust. Governor Phil Murphy plans to move into the state house soon after a lengthy renovation, but his predecessor, Woodrow Wilson, who promoted some racist policies, I'll admit, will not follow, according to the state treasury department. The Ron's bust of Wilson, the only governor of New Jersey to become president, had been a fixture of the state house for years, a sentinel that stood beneath the Capitol Rotunda outside the governor's office. The statue has been in storage since the renovations began back in 2017, and a Treasury official said that's where the likeness of the state's 34th governor will stay. They're saying this is due to space constraints. That's obviously nonsense. It's because his views are out of fashion with where America and New Jersey is today. And mothballing this bust is the latest multi-year step in removing Wilson from his hallowed place in New Jersey history. The way to right historical wrongs is not to erase the characters behind them. It's to learn more about them. Why did these incidents occur? What can we learn from them today? I'm not for canceling anyone, especially not the only governor of New Jersey ever to become president. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I am first and foremost a baseball fan, and I'm very much looking forward to the beginning of baseball season, even with all these crazy rules. That being said, I know we should all be focused on hot stove baseball and focusing on what moves are being made by different baseball teams, what's going to happen as the baseball season begins. But there is a rumor that has gripped 
skipped the New York world of football, which I think is very interesting and I think would be a very exciting thing for New York and New Jersey football fans. The rumors of four-time MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets are heating up and the Jets have evidently had conversations with the Packers and with Rodgers himself regarding a potential trade to the Jets. A contingent of Jets team officials, including owner Woody Johnson, flew to California on Tuesday to meet in person with Rodgers. It's unclear whether the meeting will ultimately result in a trade. A lot of the Jets players seemed pretty enthusiastic about this. They took to social media to immediately begin their recruitment push of Aaron Rodgers. And I have to tell you, I think this would be a great thing for the New York and New Jersey era football teams. I realize Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old and I realize that uh, he doesn't exactly have the solution for the Jets problems four, five, six years from now. Even if the Jets get one or two decent years out of him, I think it would inject a level of excitement and competitive fervor among the Jets and among their fans that we haven't seen in many years. Let's face it, the Jets have gotten nowhere near a Super Bowl for literally decades. And to have a quarterback that knows what it's like to be a champion, I think the Jets may find that that winning attitude may just be contagious in the locker room. So I hope it happens. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I don't know if you remember my friend Sal Greco, but he was a former New York City police officer who was fired from the police department for associating with Trump advisor Roger Stone and my friend, the former Manhattan Madam Kristen Davis. And he says that the mayor, Eric Adams, should follow the same standard and fire NYPD Commissioner Keechan Sewell for inviting rapper Cardi B, a convicted criminal, to speak at the police academy. Now, initially when I saw this headline, I thought it was silly, even though Sal's my friend. But I think Sal is raising a very real point, several very real points, about the hypocrisy of the department. He filed an amended lawsuit in federal court against the NYPD on Monday, and he specifically called out the police commissioner and said that Mayor Adams should sack her and anyone else who associated with the rapper during her February 23rd visit. Sal went on to tell the Daily News the NYPD violated their own patrol guide procedure when they wrongfully and knowingly associated and appeared with Cardi B, who was a known criminal and gang member, ushering her around in a secure police facility. If I was terminated for my friendship with Roger Stone, by the way, I'll just mention that that was while he was off duty, then the police commissioner and any other officer or civilian member of the department that came into contact with Cardi B must also be terminated. I have to tell you, I think this Cardi B interaction with the cops might be one of the best things to happen for Sal Greco's lawsuit. Now, obviously, Sal's my friend. He's also been a guest on this show. But the fact that he was fired, but the fact that he was fired for associating with Roger Stone, who I'll reiterate was 
pardoned. And the fact that these other police officers are able to spend time with Cardi B, who's a convicted criminal who has not been pardoned, I think smacks of hypocrisy. Sal also questioned the benefit the NYPD gets from allowing Cardi B to enter a secure police facility, even if it is in a mentoring role. He went on to say, if that's true, then I guess we should take Roger Stone and put him in the police society and have him speak, right? He paid his debt to society. The bottom line is, a convicted criminal like Cardi B hanging around with cops is a violation of the very same rule that Sal Greco was fired for. And there's got to be one standard for everybody. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. The New York Post had an expose yesterday. I think that's the only thing that you can call it. Showing that the staff of the public advocate Jamani Williams is largely completely missing from his New York City office. Now, Jamani Williams was elected in 2019 to head a $5 million a year office that's supposed to assist New Yorkers with complaints about government-related services and regulations, among other things. But he and his staff have been largely missing in action since the pandemic struck in early 2020, with Williams allowing dozens of employees to continue working from home after the lockdowns were lifted. So on Tuesday, the Post visited the public advocate's office in Lower Manhattan and found mostly empty cubicles with just five workers sitting at their desks out of a staff of 59 people. And anyone who tries calling Williams' main constituents line gets a recorded message that says, our office is currently working remotely. They can't have a hookup that has someone answer the phone remotely? Every other private sector business in the world has figured this out, but the public advocate's office can't figure this out? This is yet another exhibit as to how useless and wasteful this office of the public advocate is. I get the conceit of the office. It really shouldn't exist. There's nothing that the public advocate needs to do except break ties in the city council, there's never been one, and succeed the mayor if there's a resignation. Those are two things that could easily be adopted by some other elected official. I think the office of the public advocate needs to be totally reimagined, and Jamani Williams and his absentee staff have done nothing to demonstrate the need for this useless position. Beam me up! To be continued.